0: All right, another chat over chess with my friend Nick today on The Plank with Joe. Stay tuned. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to The Plank. I am Joe, joined with uh, our wonderful friend Nick once again. Hey.
1: Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me, Joe.
0: Yeah, of course. I think uh, this has been a long week. Uh, every week's a long week, of course, but, uh, you know, a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things to catch up on, uh, and, uh, a lot of conversation to have. And what better way to do it than, uh, our weekly chess challenge. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's always nice to work things out while you're torturing your mind with difficult puzzles.
0: (laughs) Story of life, right? (laughs) <laughs> yep. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, um, So, things to catch up on this week. Uh, if anyone uh, saw uh, the last episode I, uh, I made, I did talk and stressed about uh, a couple of vulnerabilities that have been going on um, in the world of hardware and computers, and uh, I hope everyone is uh, okay with uh, their computers. I, I think I, I stressed it enough. Um, I don't know if you had any issues going on (laughs) this past week with, uh, anything related to your own personal computer or, um, work. Well, you know,
1: it's funny. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I actually wouldn't have known about all of that stuff if I haven't watched your, your podcast. Cause, uh, when I got to my job on Monday, uh, obviously windows was updating. Oh, my boss, my boss's computer updated the entire day. So, but you know, and knowing what the the reason was 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 comforting enough.
0: Yeah, it's uh, and then of course this past week, uh, you know, in, in Vegas they're throwing this uh, consumer electronics show that you know, mm. the the you know the big highlight of that is that uh, you get to see the latest and greatest on concepts and uh, things that are you know happening in in tech, and I, I think one. Thing that uh, obviously has you know been a big deal since last the last CES was uh, all these voice uh, service devices, and they're cool. I don't want to. Okay, well, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a big fan of the of the of the Amazon uh, Dot Spot. I think that's what it's called. It's it's essentially the alarm clock that um, is right next to you. You can put tape over right. the camera and <laughs> let it be your, your your wake up alarm. I I think it it look it's a cool concept. It's pretty pricey, but that think I think that'd be the only thing I would allow myself to use. I, I can't do any of the of the voice activated um, service devices in the home. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I I I, I can't blame you either. Um, <clears throat> It's, it's kind of, you know, to me, it's a little bit freaky, uh, and it, uh, partially because, I, you know, obviously, I don't know too much about technology, but also there's, a, there's this, I always see it as like, okay, who benefits from constantly listening in on people's conversations and personal matters, and um, the answer is never good, so... Um, I, I get apprehensive about those those types of things, like you know the, whatever it is, the Google dot or the Alexa or, you know, I don't need something that's watching me and listening to me all the damn time. I, I can I can Google something if I need it.
0: And I enjoy that we are truly in an age where we have our information at the palm of our hands, uh, which then kind of got me the thinking of uh, how much how much how much is too much as far as information I mean because at the, I know that it's beneficial to have have these things as resources to you know be in the know of what's going on around the world be in the know of uh, of troubleshooting things on the fly uh, but then on the flip side it also gives uh, an outlet to a lot of uh, uh, created information or as our lovely uh president would dub fake news
1: <laughs> fake news indeed yeah well i mean i think it's you know technology is that double-edged sword and uh, it provides so much tremendous good um but there's also a very very easy, abuse of power for anybody who has the savvy or the resources to exploit that, that power. Um, You know, so I I love being able to, to, you know, look up anything I need and uh, having the world of information at my fingertips. But do I need something watching me the entire time or listening to me the entire time just so that I can say, hey, so and so. What's the weather gonna be like? No, I don't. I don't need that. I don't need. I don't need to talk to something to have it tell me what the weather is gonna be. If I want to do that, I'll just look at my phone, or I'll, you know, Google it on my laptop, or I'll look out the window, and I'll see what the weather's gonna be like today.
0: You know what I enjoy um, using? Uh, a lot. Your eyeballs. Uh, <laughs> well, with the assistance of uh, these safety glasses. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, no. It, it, I, I love the website. Let me google it for you because and I catch <laughs> myself doing this all the time too. Like uh, oh, yeah. what a what you know, question. <laughs> and yeah. I'm looking at the person and in real time. I'm catching myself just being like oh, come on. I could have done it myself. I just could have Googled it. So, if yeah. you guys go to let me google it for you.com um, you can send a friend a link, uh, be it through email or text where it will walk you through how to Google the question <laughs> in, in ha- at hand. So a little, a little fun <laughs> tip, you know, if you want to get under someone's skin real quick, you know, <laughs> in fact, I'm, you can I'm send gonna, someone that, let me Google it for you. How to get under someone's skin.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to use that. I, I have a couple people I could use that for, for sure. For sure. Uh, and of course,
0: you know, not here to gripe about uh you know technology being uh so intrusive to our you know personal lives or our well-being because it is helpful to have mm-hmm. s- these type of, of, of things in existence uh, i mean you have the you know the smartwatches that can uh, you know some can actually tell you your blood sugar level which mm-hmm. is beneficial especially if you're in a situation where you need to you know need to Proactively know where you're at, at uh, at a, at a yeah. moment's notice. Uh, but aside that, how far do you think we should go as far as sacrificing our privacy uh, for convenience? And I don't just mean that with smart devices. I also mean that on um, on an operating system level, because you know, they, you know, whether you want to believe it or not, if you're using Windows, you're not you're not your, your privacy is compromised. Th- mm-hmm. Through them, uh, Apple, I think, does a good job at you know just making sure that you buy the hardware and uh, buy the hardware every X amount of years because they don't believe in you keeping it for so long. <laughs> <laughs> and tell
1: that to my iPhone 4.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't, well, did you run the latest update? <laughs> no, <laughs> well, you need to run the latest update to be patched up, man. <laughs> Oh really? Okay, then I'll run it. No, I, don't I, I run it. Was... <laughs> it's not your phone. It'll kill it. it it's you know, it's a given. Yeah, do, it's a given. Don't take. be
1: facetious with me with tech stuff because I won't, I won't be able to get the sarcasm.
0: No. I, I, is it sarcasm or is it reality? <laughs> no,
1: I don't know. There's probably a shred of good chunk of reality in
0: that. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> um, let's see where we're we at. The chess game. You moved. I'm gonna move. Yeah. on here.
1: Well, I, I, I it reminds me of the quote that everybody loves. The quote: "It's like um, when you sacrifice freedom for security, you deserve neither." Uh, I don't know if it's Benjamin Franklin. Maybe the internet says it's Benjamin Franklin, but um, I think it's a good quote, and I think it's something that we all need to to consider. Because yeah, there is so much benefit to the technology that we have, but there's also I think, a personal responsibility that we need to have about it. And most people are pretty good when it comes to um, not solely depending on the tech. But I think the more prominent it is is in our lives and the future generations, it's going to be interesting to see the, the, the crutch that it creates itself out of. Yeah, I think we all need to be I think it's as beneficial as you the user allow it to be. And then it's really up to you to whether you're going to let it consume your entire day or you're going to use it as a utility and the tool that it is.
0: So, what do you think about the consumption in pertaining to the economics of of purchasing devices and uh, their longevity? Well,
1: (laughs) I mean, that's, I I think we already kind of see where that's taken us in the past week or so with the whole Apple thing. Um, The idea of the planned obsolescence, um, I just, it makes no sense to me at all that somebody would spend $1,200 for a phone, let alone a year or two later, spending that same amount of money again. Um, I, I, it seems to me as though we that's just it's just way too much money and I think that the you know the idea that it's trendy to you know have the best phone is great and everything because we ad- truly do crave to have that best the cutting-edge technology and that's totally fine but it, it does it does trouble me sometimes that there is a culture out there that prefers the $1200 phone when you can get a Four hundred dollar phone that's going to do really well for you for five years instead of just two years, um, and I think until we as a as a consumer base decide that we want quality over our, you know flash and and uh, you know the next best thing, it's just going to keep perpetuating that way because you know technology always is a, is progressing and the newest thing is always coming out. And companies can capitalize on that because they, you know, the Apple will look at them and be like, okay, well, we have this, this, and this now um, we're going to sell the phone for this much money. And within six months we'll have new technology and we'll be ready for the next rollout. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great because it propels the innovation and it propels the technology, which is something that we all really need, but it also has that, downside where you're constantly having to keep up with the newest technology and it you know most people can't afford to live that way
0: right uh i am still a avid supporter of wearing an old school watch
1: <laughs> yeah
0: nothing Me beats too. that actually one of the fun projects that i wanted one of my fun life projects that i want to do um and i talked to a few friends about this already uh is to uh build a a, a grandfather clock. From oh, scratch.
1: Nice. Yeah. That would be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I mean just think about all the all the little gears and cogs and yeah. you know the intricacies of, of 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 the internals of that. Plus obviously I'd have to learn some carpentry or make my attempts uh <laughs> Oh yeah, it's working. <laughs> I'll start no, whittling yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. no, man. So, uh, um, let's let's lighten the mood a little bit by talking about another more thorough <laughs> topic: willpower. Sure. Mm. Have we have we talked? Uh, uh, do we talk enough about willpower?
1: No, but we really should. <laughs> <laughs> Something that we all desperately need. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, why do you say that?
1: Well, I mean, I think that we all kind of struggle with willpower. I I, I know a couple people in my life that are—they say they're going to do something and it happens immediately, and they're done, and it's like boom, on to the next thing. But for the most part, the most part of the people in my life, I mean, we kind of get—you know—we kind of get distracted, and um, and it's hard for us to stick to an idea or or. Uh, Something that we're going to say, we're do going to do. Um, I know that's something that I face a lot, uh, but I don't know how technology kind of kind of can. It, and this is where the two sides come too, because technology can definitely help you with your willpower. You know, if you want to make a, you know, set a schedule for something that you want to do. You know, you want to plan your day out. Your technology can help you with that. Um, you know, if you need to get in so many steps or so many miles in a week to get to your fitness, you know, level or you know, fitness quota, technology can help you with that. But technology can also make you sit on the couch and watch Netflix or surf the internet for five hours. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, so
0: <laughs> I, I, the reason why I decided to bring that up, uh, along with you know, the conversation we're already having, is that. Um, it, it, it's interesting to to analyze um, things that go on, you know, based on a person's uh, well-being uh, per their willpower. So mm. are you a believer that an athlete um, is born an athlete or do they will themselves to become an athlete?
1: Hmm. I think that we have... <clears throat> we have innate skills and um, some things we are born with. I mean, um, somebody who's, you know, five foot five is going to have a hard time playing basketball or volleyball. Um, similarly, somebody who's, you know, a buck 20 soaking what is going to have a hard time playing football. Um, so I think that there are certain things that we are born with you know, physical attributes that help us with those types of things. But, you know, I think what the saying is football is 90% mental, 10% physical or something like that. Um, So, yeah, I definitely think your and and mental focus plays a bigger role than um, just sheer luck of genes.
0: Okay, yeah, I I had to I've been reading a few things lately that um, you know, obviously the the, the concept of willpower um, it got my interest only because it's one of the things that I want to do. Um, that's not a resolution, but it's something that I must do because of my own physical well being is to. Uh, uh, b- be more athletic you know and and do yoga uh, yoga is a perfect example of a uh and it's true it, it's not a it's not a you're not born you know to uh do yoga you can do yoga in whatever state of mind and state of being you're in i mean because it, it, it's supposed to help you strengthen uh parts of the body that you may have not understood to be as important um until you get to that point where you finally realize, like, yeah, I got to, you know, got to strengthen that core or help my back, so to speak. Right. And, yeah, I don't know, it's, uh I like to think that I start my day off on a positive note. Because isn't that, the, it, the, the starting point is with you, right? And we all have the moments of waking up um, either for what, whatever reason, you know, just not being happy with yourself, like not happy about being up for, you know, going to work or going to school or having to feed children or walk the pets or, you know, it, I think it just starts with, are you happy with you?
1: Yeah, it definitely does. Um, you know, as somebody who I, I know many people who have, you know, either at some point in their life or currently in their lives are very depressed and it's it's one of those things that can cripple you from doing the most mundane things and it really really, in order to get to that point of of it, it, it's weird because it's a it's kind of like a it's kind of like a circle so you don't feel so great because you're not doing the things that you want to achieve, but you won't start feeling good until you start doing those things.
0: <laughs> and right.
1: So, yeah. So you like, you get caught in this cycle. And I think that, um, you know, it, it's, it's everybody's own personal struggle to get themselves out of that sort of, uh, loop. But once you do, it's such an empowering thing. And, um, you know, I still have loops that I'm, I'm trying to break myself free of. And um, I know I will. It's just I have to, for me, it's about taking it one tiny, tiny little step at a time. Because if I try to do it all at once, then I normally don't do a great job. And then two, I might like, just feel like, okay, I did it. And then I can go back to the past behaviors. So for me, it's it's every little tiny step it's just one little thing one little tweak in my daily routine or how i interact or whatnot that kind of builds over time that creates this habit in my brain and i find that to be really really helpful um just tiny little baby steps i know everybody says take baby steps you know but it's it's very true for me
0: what are baby steps Baby steps are not the... (laughs) Baby uh,
1: steps are clumsy, claw-footed
0: steps. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So, man, I don't know. Uh, I think with the combination of of technology to better ourselves um, is the the thin line. I think that's where the the you know you, the line could be established because beyond that, then you're just allowing, uh. You're allowing control. You're allowing yourself to, uh, uh. You're 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 willing yourself, because you're allowing something to will you. Hmm. If that if that makes any sense, <laughs> I mean. Uh, so- yeah, I mean. Yeah, go for it. But, uh, I mean what? Uh a g- good example as I mentioned in the beginning was, you know, that 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 Amazon uh spot. It's a cool watch because what it'll do is it'll produce uh, certain levels of light that um some scientists uh at the Amazons, you know, decided to say that that'll that'll be a good marketing product to Get people, you know, focused and want to use uh, Alexa to mm. see how mm. things are, how your mood is, you know, determine what you're going to be doing for the day by, you know, getting the reaction to that. The input is just yeah. the, the exposure, the exposure to right. the, the that you're allowing um, technology could eventually uh, become something that compromises your your own, you know, state of being.
1: Oh yeah, I, I, absolutely. I think that um, that's that's what's freaky about it to me because ultimately, like what you're saying, that sounds amazing. I want to watch that, like, can you know tell me my my heart rate and and glucose levels and remind me about things and you know and like <laughs> communicate with my friends, but point it's also the way we're getting this technology isn't from altruistic sort of means. It's from means of capitalism. And that's fine because that's the society that we live in and businesses have to make money. But ultimately, what it comes down to is like the more we integrate it into our lives, we become part of this sort of techno new techno lifestyle. the more they benefit from it and i don't know if you've i think we've watched black mirror together oh yeah um <laughs> yeah uh, so i mean like they they do it perfectly they talk about the fine line that we're all, all we are all walking on in that show that we are so close to that and you know implants are going to be a thing you know very soon and they're going to be owned by a corporation it's going to be an owned by a corporation and the corporations are going to be able to talk to each other and be like, Hey, I really need to push this product. Can you just, can you just stuff it in people's eyeballs for, you know, for a half a day and I'll pay you a billion dollars to me seems like a little bit of the like dystopian side of tech. Whereas right now we're getting really good stuff coming out of technology, but it's, if we aren't responsible and careful, we're going to be just bombarded with advertisements more so than we already are. We're going to be number, numbers to these corporations and just data data bars. And that's it.
0: Yeah. And nah, don't get me wrong. I'm, you know, clearly, you know, uh, this this show and you know the way that i would market it is you know i'm i'm capitalizing on these these corporations that you know allow me to capitalize on these <laughs> you know situations yeah um but uh, i guess i i, I try I, I keep my I, I try my best to Stay grounded with the fact that, like, all I'm doing is using this as a, as a way to communicate to, yeah. you know, to the masses. Um, mm-hmm. Because while a lot of people get, you know, caught up with the, the entrapment of, 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 you know, being social or being proactive or, you know, wanting to be the next, uh, you know, uh, self-help guru, you know, it, 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 we, need, mm. we need practicality. I mean, practicality yeah. and 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 logic, w- logical will thinking, is mm-hmm. is the way of the future.
1: Yeah. Definitely, definitely. We just we also need to, you know, as as we've said, this all this stuff is all good and it's impacting and improving lives in a way that has never been seen, you know, by our our society or our our species obviously, but I think we all just we also need to understand that with this comes other things. And I don't want to wake up one day and realize that everything in my house has a Google Dot or an Alexa in it. And that's what they're talking about now at the CES they were talking about how You know, most every product that comes out nowadays is going to have that stuff. in. Yeah. And it's not I'm not I'm not somebody that needs to hide anything. But I also do think that. Privacy was a was a big deal for our. Existence for quite some time. To blindly just give it away to who knows who. Is. Probably not a good
0: idea. Yeah. I mean, I, well, so the other, the other, uh, uh, I guess a, ta- a tangent for that is I want to have, you know, uh, property that um, I know can function without a, a, a smart feature to it. Mm-hmm. Like maybe growing up and maybe, in the last decade, I you know I, I'd be a fool to say that I wasn't you know all about like ooh the smart television with a big screen on it like you know yeah uh, that's it's cool like I I've seen it I I would love to have one but then it at the same cool. time I wouldn't because I I just need a fr- I need a refrigerator to to, to refrigerate you know <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't need to uh you know run an update or it what you know it gets yeah. even what gets even more concerning is that that's me being proactive and being um, uh, being you know who I am I'm not mm-hmm. and not to knock everyone but you know I'm not an end user I'm not someone that's just going to just go with the flow of things like oh an update's running okay just click okay or it does it automatically and it just yeah. gives you a reminder like by the way we just ran a, a, a big update so you can see a bunch of new features on there like no yeah. first off I want to make sure that I'm you know I, I want the update to mm-hmm. what what you know what fine print do you sign right off the bat that gives them the right to even give access like that and then what's mm-hmm. even creepier is that they can check in whenever they want Anytime. and who Anytime. is they they whoever they are <laughs> ma <laughs>
1: whoever's got whoever's got the resources to do so um yeah, no, I know. Well, I mean, you know, and then, and then, oh, great. You have an update. Oh yeah. By the way, we updated our terms and conditions. Here's a 300 page contract with, with, with point, with five point fonts. And, you know, don't worry about that. That's all boilerplate stuff. Don't, don't bother. It's okay. Just say, just, just hit accept. That's what you're going to do anyways. That's what everybody does. Um, yeah i mean and and most of that's legalese, and i'm gonna I, I already understand that they have to cover their asses because they're so so large they can get sued but you know they've they that's the oldest trick in the book is slipping something in under a a clause or a subsection or an addendum or and uh it's just something that we have to live with. I mean, I don't know if I've, I've tried to read the Apple terms and serve terms and conditions. I think I got maybe like 10 pages, maybe.
0: <laughs> I mean, for me, as long as I know that, uh, I inevitably in some form or another, uh, have sold my soul. I mean, I just accept the feet in those situations and in the yeah. past. Nowadays, I'm a little wiser. Uh, you know, I'm a lot more cautious of, of, um, the things i own um and i'm a big proponent of if it if i can repurpose something for the greater good then i'm all about that um which of course the other part of you know this past week was that you know with these uh, these these vulnerabilities that were discovered there's you know and and once again an underlying factor of like it's they're they're working on on patching up you know anything that they want to support um, for x number of years and whatever that limit is there's still generations of 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 hardware behind that that people are still using so where does that leave mm-hmm. them that leaves them in a yeah. situation of well if you want to be patched and secure you have to buy you or have you to ha- have the newest stuff. yeah you have to <laughs> get, you have to upgrade and yeah I'm I'm just not a believer of that. Like I mean, heck, no, the rig know. that I have uh, for for this recording, you know, um, it is a it is a rebuilt, you know, XPS eighty three hundred, Dell circa twenty eleven, latest and greatest mm-hmm. of of twenty eleven, and I you know I cleaned it out. I you know added a graphics card to it. I you know gave it a solid state drive and and it. I, <laughs> Gave it a USB 3 card because uh there's no USB 3 ports on this. Hashtag first world problem. Um <laughs> <laughs> But but my point is is that I, I I love you know caring for something that I know still has value.
1: Well dude, look, this is my phone. This right here. My phone. <laughs> it's the iPhone 4S, and I've had it for Four or five years, six years now.
0: When did the four? Uh, I even come got out? it
1: when it was old. Oh, you even got it when it was oh, old. I got it. Like <laughs> I, I, I got it when it like the five was out because I was just too cheap to buy the five. But you know, like aside from the fact that the freaking, you know, the everything is super slow because that's how they make them. Um, it still works, and what the hell am I going to do with another phone? I mean, like I, I'm fine with not having all the bells and whistles um, and I know that people like that stuff and I'm not knocking anybody who does I, I just I personally and I think that that's where I, what I'm trying to get at is that personally for me this is enough for my talk and my texts and when I want to use the, the internet I'll use my laptop or I'll use my iPad to for me that's fine but I know that for other people obviously There's a, you know, there's a need to be on the cutting edge and my, you know, I have a, I have a family member that's one of those people and he is, he is on top of everything that ever that comes out. He used to be a showman at CES for many years and um, he loves it and uh, it's, it's kind of fun when I go to his house because I get to see all the new stuff that comes out, (laughs) you know, like, because he already has it. He already has right. it. Right. He's he's uh, like there, he's waiting that. for the newest thing to come out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I mean,
0: so one benefit that I could see where, um, you know, technology could could uh, support our well-being, it, 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 autonomous cars. You know that there. I don't know if we'll ever see a day where, um, you know, automated autonomy that redundant um it it, you know smart cars will overtake you know the masses because short of the the auto enthusiast that wants to burn rubber this is you know i i know this is you know the the way that the future could be streamlined for Mm -hmm. convenience for people Mm -hmm. because It, it, I don't believe the traffic will be as horrible. There'll be traffic. Like, there's no avoiding traffic. Like, you know, but just the idea of, you know, creating a system where it's, it knows exactly the precise speed that everything should flow. Uh, I, I I just know that the numbers won't lie. The numbers will, will, will show that that is a, 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 a tried and true form of 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 the future for for traveling.
1: Right. I I agree with that. I think that especially in a big city, I think that autonomous cars would be very cool. But I think the question I would ask you is is it on is the onus on the individual to get that autonomous car? Or is it something that we we collectively buy? as a tax paying people, because let's, let's put it there. And I'm not, I try not to get too political, but politicians use our money for Jack all right now. It would be amazing. They if do if what? We could streamline. Huh? <laughs> they do what? <laughs> right. um, it would be amazing if they could streamline our, our transportation. I, I know, you know, but living in Los Angeles, the, the public transportation is pretty, pretty terrible, except for, you know, the train system, which they're trying to improve on, um, the, the The traffic is just awful. And, you know, it would be really great to see some sort of streamlining of that. And I know that Tesla is trying to work on that right now um, with their underground tunnel thing. And if they pull that off, that would be amazing. I would be pretty apprehensive about being the first person to do that. but. Um, well, I would definitely get on get on board once everybody else starts doing right, it. Right, right. No, no. I, <laughs> so,
0: the one the one concern that I would have is that then, I guess to um, kind of elaborate a little bit on you know what you initially were asking, is I I see a, uh, autonomous cars as a a method to. Um, create control Hmm. so while i know that that's you know going to be an awesome way to get around i don't believe that we as individuals will ever own the the property
1: i i would agree with that yeah
0: i mean electric cars they first in this in the states there was a car from gm an electric car from gm that you could only lease and this was during the 90s Mm-hmm. And I don't know the exact mileage per charge, but this was, again, in the 90s. And the quote-unquote elite, you know, could, could afford it. Um, the 90s elite. Uh, any wrestling right. fans on there, the elite is the elite. <laughs> <laughs> no more. But, uh, but back in the 90s, you know, you had to have a lot of money to, to essentially get the car. But oh, yeah. then GM, you know, for some strange reason, um, joke, no conspiracy theory, you know, the oil companies, they got scared and they essentially got GM to buy back all the cars. So by what, '99, the, the, you know, there was an electric car for years and then it, it, it disappeared. Not, not until. Two thousand and one, I believe, when Toyota came out with the with you know the the hybrid concept and that, you know, eventually became you know an outlet to electric vehicles and now yeah. even hydrogen, which mm-hmm. pisses me off knowing that hydrogen is the next fuel source that we can capitalize on, but we won't capitalize on it because capitalism will not let us capitalize on the fact that we can capitalize.
1: Nope. Nope, nope, no and uh yeah that same relative i was talking about was driving the hydrogen toyota prototype for a while and oh. uh, it was it was such a sweet car i mean it was it was a rav4 but it was super cool and uh he really really loved it and obviously all it does is its emission is just condensation so um and it's not even steam it's just like it just drips out of the tailpipe um but <laughs> you know like he, he, the idea, the idea of it was so amazing, but, it, you know, when talking to him about it, he was just saying the the infrastructure it would take to make it a reality was just not feasible. And I think this is what I want to tie into what you were saying about, um, you know, who killed the electric car. You know, there's these dinosaur companies that have been rich for near for 100 years, and they do not want to let go of their bread and butter, but what I would say is that instead of trying to hold on to a fuel type that just is wearing out its welcome, why not diversify your company? And I know the answer to this, but in a perfect world, why not be the company that provides the infrastructure for these hydrogen cars? There would be a lot of money to be made out of that. Um, contracts with governments and you know, cities and private industry. Um, and I know that they don't do that because it would cost them a lot more money in the short term. But I think in the long term, it would be a huge benefit to not only them, but to us as well. And I just don't know. I don't know. I mean, I see Tesla doing some really amazing stuff. And so maybe he'll just be the one that saves us from all of this, you know, archaic technology. And I really hope that that's the case because I'd rather be in a little pod that (laughs) zips across a tube than driving a car. Um, But that's just me. I I, I love cars. I love driving. I just don't like driving in L.A. So I think that there will be a I think there will be a contingency of people in major cities who use that technology because it's a lot easier. And, you know, in less densely populated areas, people can still have their cars. But imagine if LA went carless just had electric you know vehicles or you know some sort of hyperloop you know pod system I mean it would it would be amazing
0: it would be amazing it'd be the one of the cleanest places on the planet it would and be <laughs> you would see your rent jump up uh 200% million dollars <laughs> uh I, there, yeah man. it's it's
1: just <laughs> you might win well, energy with it
0: <laughs> yeah we god i mean we we're we are in a path of of um allowing allowing um these these forms of technology to to assist us we're also at a point where we're at a crossroads on you know being aware of how much we want it to control us, and then we need to. We need to just be keen on making sure that, you know, the, the end goal is to keep it community, you know, keep it communal and not allow r- regulation over something you should own. Mm.
1: Well, and I think it's interesting that we've, you know, we talked about net neutrality before. And uh, I think at some point, we all need to be having a discussion on whether these technologies that impact the entire population, whether they need to be looked at as public utilities, and not just, um, you know, uh, not just like some sort of, you know, uh, intellectual property that can be capitalized on through, you know, corporations. Should we be, and I, I don't know the answer to this. Should we be allowing the corporations to lead the way and try to innovate and try not to give them as much, you know, red tape to go through, or do we need to say, hey, look, these certain things should be inalienable, inalienable from the population. No matter whether you're rich or you're poor, you should be able to have the internet. It just it. we're at the point now where the internet's no longer a luxury. It's a necessity for our life. I think that we're going to get to a point like with, you know, transportation, uh, electric vehicles, things like that. We're not, it's not going to be a luxury anymore. It's not going to be like, Oh, I got the new Tesla roadster. I'm really hot shit. It's going to be like, I need to get to my job and I have people that I need to take care of. And we need, you know, as a community to ensure that people can travel freely. Um, And I think on one hand, I think it's it's great that companies like Tesla are doing this and maybe it'll inspire other companies to start innovating in that direction. But then again, maybe it won't.
0: Yeah, uh, it it, uh uh well it's I think it's not I'm not trying to say that it's still too early to tell uh because I think that we're also at a point where all the chips are out on the table, you know it's just how who who like who's gonna make the next move like that I think that that we're we're at that point now in in our 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 future,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and whether that move is gonna be towards something that's like you said, more communal based or something that's more business driven. And I really hate to sound like that because I'm totally not a communist or anything, but I, I just I see I see the way certain companies can act without with the regulations that we have in place. And when they do infringe upon the people, they just get a slap on the wrist and a fine and it's just nothing to them, um, because it's all about the bottom line. And I sometimes I you know, I've said this before, but I fear that 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 mentality is not going to really benefit us as a people in the long run. Um, So I'm hopeful to see new companies come out that are more forward thinking and can provide people with jobs and, and stimulate the economy, but they don't have to rely on these old archaic ways of making money. Um, I think we will start to see that eventually. I'm hopeful about that. I just think that we need somebody, we need a company like Tesla to tell people it's okay to do that. Because, like you said, in the 90s, when they tried to bring the, the electric car out, it was a big deal, but then The, you know, oil interests and the, uh, you know, and the like decided to put the kibosh on it because it wouldn't have made them any money. Seeing innovation moving towards something that isn't just the old archetypical, you know, coal and and oil. I hope it inspires more innovation.
0: Yeah, it I mean it will. It's just I guess, you know, who who's the next who will who who's gonna be the who who'll be next? Who's gonna be the mm-hmm. one to to uh, to drive that, to lead that? And uh, what will be
1: next too. And
0: yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> a lot still a lot I of mean, things <laughs> that I yeah, know, I mean, yeah, there's there's just so much that is is still, you know, to be determined and uh, but but what I do know for now is that you know we we definitely have exposure to resources and technologies that in in the wrong hands uh, can definitely not not benefit anyone
1: mm-hmm. absolutely yeah I agree and I, I think you know to the best of our ability as long as we try to stay up on on that kind of stuff and be aware about it that's that that alone helps tremendously being aware of what what your vulnerabilities are when you're dealing with technology what what information is getting out there and are you okay with that getting out there because if you are then wonderful no harm no foul it doesn't matter but if you have a problem with certain information getting out there to the open market so that you know people can sell you Cheerios then you know you should know that that's what's happening as well. And I think that, you know, we just, maybe it starts younger. Maybe we need to see, I think we talked about this before. Maybe we need to get kids more into this type of stuff and more into an honest discussion about what the internet brings, what technology brings. And um, I hope that they're doing that now. I mean, I haven't been in school in so long, so maybe they are, but it would be nice to know that kids understand that there is a, a sort of trade-off for all of the wonderful things that you can do with technology. There is also Things that you may not be aware are being done
0: I uh, there, I mean well one good example I can I can give you at least um, You know to, to kind of use some perspective on you know, where where things are right now with with the children there is one company out there that um, Long story short they they bank on, you know, the kid doing Minecraft, but in order to do Minecraft, they have mm-hmm. to build a compu- a, a, little, a little laptop off of a Raspberry Pi that eventually gets them into making the Minecraft. But I think that that is one of the coolest things that you can do um, if you're a yeah. parent right now to give your child because it teaches them, you know, to be responsible with their 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 items, their toys, I guess, mm-hmm. but more so they're, you know their property. Um, it shows them how to, essentially, uh, the beginnings of programming on a computer. It, it exposes them to a computer that is not controlled by by them. Meh. Um, because it's open source. It's open source software. And it, you know, then gives them an opportunity to learn a bunch of, of, of programming languages if that's something that they want to pursue. If not, then they can go other routes. But the fact that, like, they have, you know, these these computers that could eventually become their workstation because it, just because it does Minecraft doesn't mean you can't do word processing, you can't surf the web, you can't, you know, run scripts, you know, to hack people like, you know, it, I just I, I, I just see it as, as a big opportunity to uh, mm. expose the youth to so much potential. Um, and oh, know, yeah, uh, man, I, I wish I wish, yeah. wish I, <laughs> I wish yeah, I had I that growing at some up point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I wish at some point when I was a kid I wasn't just playing Oregon Trail or um, practicing my typing on computers.
0: Oh, dude, I <laughs> I got to show you something. Uh, so on a rasp, I'm bringing back, I'm bringing back our Macs. I am gonna bring back our oh, Macs. Yeah. I might do that on a, on an episode, just do a step by step guide on bringing back a, a you know old school '90s Mac with Oregon Trail with a Raspberry oh, yeah. Pi. Like, it, it'll be like <laughs> night nice. day. You're gonna be like, woo! <laughs>
1: yeah, all right, I can't wait.
0: Well, I think we uh we definitely had a good a good chat, and uh, once again, I don't think we got our our chess game going, but uh, um, we will be doing we this. Tried. We will be doing this every week if it needs to be done every week, and we will eventually get well, a game yeah. done, and hopefully not upset the the chess experts out there. <laughs> I'm sure this guy. I think I did already. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I'm pretty sure I've infuriated them by now because I'm one of the things about chess. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is For more intense, you know, more or less, I do know there is a time frame per move, right?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're playing speed chess, then obviously there is like, I believe they give you a minute or something like that or less. I'm not sure. But yeah, there is kind of an etiquette to playing chess, especially at higher levels. I think you have to be kind of, you can't just sit there for, you know, 15 minutes figuring out your next move.
0: Well, I mean... Which is what we did. Yeah, pretty much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But we're not experts, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) We are not.
0: We are just two guys having a chat over chess on these interwebs that I like to call the plank. Well, thank you again, Nick, for uh, joining me on this episode tonight. Uh, Can anyone find you anywhere yet?
1: (laughs) No, I'm still unfindable, but... I will be promoting, uh, this on my platforms and, um, you know, you can connect with me, uh, in the comment section. I think you probably should be subscribing to this guy by now. So, um, look forward to more material and you eventually you'll figure out where you can stalk me.
0: There we go. Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do the baby steps with the <laughs> with, with this, baby but yes, steps. but of course, if anyone's, you know, if anyone has any questions, uh, if you want to provide any stories that you want us to share, uh, if you want me to, to focus on one uh, bit of technology over the other, shoot us an email at theplankwithjoe at gmail.com. And uh, again, can't thank you enough, guys, for joining us on The Plank with Joe. Uh, until next time. and of course i didn't i still gotta work on the on the on the second part of that so